Take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. CannabisRadio.com presents The Russ Belleville Show The voice of the marijuana nation Hey, this is great, man Now, here's your host Radical Russ Belleville Good day, tokers and tokets And non-toking lovers of liberty It is Tuesday, August 9th, 2016 And it's got to be 420 Somewhere in the world Thanks for joining us here. We're coming to you live and direct from beautiful legal Plotland, Oregon, where it is definitely an Oregon day today. Clouds everywhere I see. Uh, can't f- see the mountains. Uh, lots of rain today. This could be a day in April. This could be a day in November. <laughs> you couldn't even tell the difference. Sometimes it's tough to be an Oregonian during the summertime, but uh, we make the best of it. We got some pretty good sativas up here that make the time go by pretty nice. So uh, I guess I should stop stop complaining, shouldn't I? Uh, Today's show, we've got all sorts of great stuff coming to you for today. If you're interested in the cannabis business and the industry as it's uh, developing all across the West, we've got more highlights from Portland's Indo Expo, a huge trade show that took place this weekend at the Portland Expo Center. We'll be bringing you some of those interviews in both hours of the show today, but we've also got a live interview for you. Coming up at half past the hour, we'll do an episode of our Cannabis Chronicles. We'll be speaking with Nick Heiss from Denver Relief Consulting and uh, get the latest news on how they're interacting with the folks behind Willie's Reserve, Willie Nelson's uh, premier brand of cannabis. So uh, interesting news going on there. We'll get the latest from Nick on that and what's happening in Colorado and Denver marijuana politics. Also coming up on the show today, we'll have a live radical rant where I'm going to give you my opinion on the latest figures from the Gallup poll that say more people are admitting to smoking marijuana. I'm going to explain why that's a good thing. Also on the show, like I mentioned, we're going to have some of those highlight interviews from the Indo Expo. So we'll do a cannabis community chat right after the headline news. We'll speak with Leah from ZipShip. She's got an interesting new company to tell you about. We'll also hear from Aaron Pelly from Northwest Marijuana Law, NWMJ Law, in our legalization law and order segment. Then in hour two, we've got more highlights, including Stephen from My Urban Greenhouse. He's got a turnkey solution for in-house surreptitious closet grows that even a black thumb like me could probably grow some uh, pretty good cannabis with. So uh, very good interview there. I was very interested to hear about his products. Also, uh, Kyle from Flow Hub will uh, be with us on the show. This is an interesting new uh, point of sale and human relations, uh, human resources software that integrates some very interesting automation 
into it, something I've never seen before from some of the existing software packages. And then uh, as we close out hour two, we'll also speak with Dr. James. He's with Can Care Company, and he's going to give us some of the latest on their products and the developments in medical cannabis. But before we can get to all of that, we start our show off, as always, with the Cannabis Radio News, your headlines in four minutes and 20 seconds. We'll give you an update on the case of the 19-year-old in Oregon who is being prosecuted for marijuana. We've got uh, the data on that Gallup poll on how many people are currently admitting to cannabis use. We've got the update on the Missouri Medical Marijuana Initiative that's fighting to make the ballot. We've got some inside information from Tom Angel at Marijuana Majority on the WikiLeaks uh, about the Democratic National Committee that has some information about the alcohol industry fighting marijuana legalization and some bad stats on arrests coming out of New York City, despite the mayor there pledging to reduce marijuana arrests. It's all coming up on the Russ Belville Show. This is the Russ Belville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing. So are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com The cannabis industry is growing. Business is booming. And as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Today, it takes more than just being a good grower. Do you have the resources to market and handle this ever-changing business landscape? Let Canna Management Corporation help you grow your Canna business with our vast resources and experience to make your business a fully functional service company. Financial management, HR, sales, marketing, efficiency, and more. CMC has the experience and the expertise to improve your business and help you better meet the demands of your clients and customers. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow. 415-269-8015. That's 415-269-8015. Or visit canna-management.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com, where we don't change our mind on decriminalization during an election year. With over six years of experience in the industry, New Era CPAs is one of the nation's leading cannabis accounting firms, helping hundreds of growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies with their tax, legal, and business strategies. New Era CPAs offices cover the West Coast from Seattle to San Diego, and their skilled team is always available to help you take your business to the next level. Visit NewEraCPAs.com for more info and set up a consultation. Welcome to the New Era. It's
It's time for the Cannabis Radio News. Covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is now available exclusively at CannabisRadio.com. Now your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, August 9th, 2016. Portland, Oregon. Federal prosecutors have agreed to dismiss a small-time marijuana case against an Oregon teenager following an outcry that got the attention of the state's congressional delegation. In a court filing Thursday, an attorney for 19-year-old Devontre Thomas said the government has agreed to dismiss the charge as long as he works or attends school and doesn't break any laws for the next two months. Thomas was charged with misdemeanor marijuana possession in April after prosecutors said he bought a gram for $20 from another student at the Chamawa Indian School in Salem. The case, with its potential for a year-long jail term, outraged many people in Oregon, which has voted to legalize marijuana for adults. U.S. Representative Earl Blumenauer and Senators Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley sent a letter to U.S. Attorney Billy Williams of Oregon expressing concern about the office's drug prosecution priorities. Washington, D.C., a new Gallup poll finds that over one in eight American adults are current marijuana smokers. The poll found that 13% of adults admit to being current cannabis consumers, up from 7% who admitted that just three years ago. That means there are currently 33 million marijuana smokers in the United States, outnumbering the population of Texas. While some increase in marijuana smoking has been determined to be the result of marijuana legalization in now four states and medical marijuana tolerance in 25 states, some of the increase may actually represent adults who have always been consuming cannabis but lying to pollsters about it. Marijuana use is highest in the West, with 14% admitting use, lowest in the South, with only 6% admitting use. 9% of adults in the Midwest and East admit to currently using cannabis. Jefferson City, Missouri, a group backing Missouri medical marijuana says it doesn't have enough valid signatures, but will go to court to get a proposed constitutional amendment on November's ballot. New Approach Missouri campaign spokesman Jack Cardetti said Monday that the initiative is short by about 2,200 signatures in a congressional district that covers the St. Louis area. That's because local election authorities invalidated about 10,700 signatures. Cardetti said the campaign will go to court in an attempt to overturn some of the invalidated signatures and get the measure on the November 8th ballot. The proposal would allow the use of marijuana for medical purposes and impose a 4% sales tax on medical marijuana sales. The state would set up a licensing program with fees. Washington, D.C., Lost in all the hullabaloo over the WikiLeaks revelations of Democratic National Committee favoritism for Hillary Clinton is email evidence that the alcohol industry is actively working to fund junk science on marijuana and driving. Tom Angel of Marijuana Majority uncovered the email that contained an attachment to a Beltway Insider newsletter called Huddle. In that May 24th edition, the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America claim neutrality on the issue of marijuana legalization, but then they urge Congress to fund the FAST Act, which is legislation intended to study and develop a roadside impairment testing technology for police to use, similar to a breathalyzer for alcohol. 
The THC in marijuana does not act like alcohol in the bloodstream, leading the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to declare that it is, quote, inadvisable, end quote, to determine driver impairment by body fluid testing alone. New York City, New York. Despite pledging to reduce low-level marijuana arrests while campaigning, there has been yet another increase in New York City's marijuana arrests under Mayor Bill de Blasio. During the first half of 2015, the city recorded 7,236 arrests. During the first half of this year, the arrests totaled 9,331. Last year was the first year since 1996 that citywide marijuana arrests were below 17,000. The year before, arrests topped out over 26,000. First half 2016 figures predict an increase in annual arrests for the first time in three years, but annual arrests are still two-thirds lower than the peak of almost 51,000 in 2011. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, August 9th, 2016. I'm Russ Belleville. We don't limit how much you smoke, and we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. Hey, this is Willie Nelson for Norman. And I smoke pot and I like it a lot. I learned a long time ago that marijuana is a lot safer than alcohol. There's nothing wrong with the responsible use of marijuana by adults. It's time we stopped arresting and started respecting those who smoke marijuana responsibly. To learn what you can do to help, contact Normal at NORML.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORML. Warning. Hits taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. Or at least they pay me to say that. A public service message from CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belleville Show. Coming soon to a city near you, Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. Get all your cannabis accounting, legal, and compliance questions answered by their knowledgeable panel of industry experts who want to help your business boom. Whether you're a grower, dispensary operator, or a newcomer to the field, your business needs Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. For information on upcoming events, visit CannabisFinanceBootCamp.com. The cannabis community is a diverse set of people from all walks of life. Conservative and liberal, black and white, straight and gay, rich and poor, and everyone in between. Learn more about the people we are freeing from adult cannabis prohibition in our Cannabis Community Chat. Welcome back to the 2016 Indo Expo. We're here in Portland, Oregon at the Expo Center, day two. And joining me here in the CannabisRadio.com lounge, we have Leah from ZipShip. Hi, Leah. Hi, Russ. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. A little tired from the party last night. I hear you there. Oh, I had I left early even, then uh, still dragging a little bit. Did you get a chance to try any of the product? Uh, I did not. Tell us about it. Uh, well, it keep came that from, mic close to your face there too. Uh, the product came from Hidden Elephant, uh, Hidden Elephant Ganja Research. Okay. Uh, they provided the Jack Herrera, and they also provided the critical uh, the critical cheese. And then we had Organic Farms out there, and they provided the original OG. Okay. And we also invited our friends from Cherry City Compassionate. Very nice. Yes. And so, so the flowers concentrates with it was it was flour. It okay. was all it was all flour. We hand rolled the joints. Yeah. And we oh, had you guys a blast. were over off to the side there with you. Know, they kept saying, "Come on over here and smoke our weed." Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> over, come on over here and smoke our weed. That was us. All of the weed that okay. was provided last night came courtesy of Zipship and our partners. Fantastic. And Zipship, by the way, is with an X. Zipship with the X, just like Xerox. Like Xerox, Zipship, X-I-P. So, uh, Leah, what, what all is Zipship involved in other than throwing a great party? Oh, well, that's, that's first things first, right? Yeah. Um, other than that, we do brokerage and uh, we do distribution. So, and those two services aren't dependent on one another. So, if you just need distribution, we'll pick your product up and we'll take it wherever it needs to go. And if you also need someone to sell it, then we also do brokering. Excellent. And is this just for the state of Oregon, Pacific Northwest? Um, or? It's for the state of Oregon. We also have partnerships out in Washington. We're currently working on one in Alaska, which is a little tough. And we have some other ventures that we're looking into in states that are um, legalizing medical right now. Fantastic. All right. So uh, how did you get involved with ZipShip? What's your background? Oh, my background is in marketing and business. So um, sales. Yeah. Did you think yeah. you'd end up putting all of that into weed? Yeah. Really? I, I that thought, was your goal the whole time, huh? Hell yeah, to get rich. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, we're of a different generation, you and I. <laughs> if I'd have told my high school guidance counselor, yeah, I'm going to get a marketing degree and sell weed, uh, I don't think that would have gone over so well. Well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly the plan there, yeah. but when you study trends and you use analysis, you can see where things are going. Oh, yeah. And I, I spotted it a few years, and I said, I have to be in on that. I have to help. You know, my family... They suffer from a lot of issues that marijuana actually helps um, alleviate oh. or alleviate. So I definitely want to be a part of that. You know, Alzheimer's is one of those. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very personal, and it's something that I enjoy doing. And I, I plan to be around for a long, long time, and I want to work with people who plan to do the same. Well, that's, that's excellent. I'm so glad to hear that because this is, uh, you know, uh, one of the fun things about being in this industry, and I come to it from being in the activism side of it. For me, it was always a civil rights thing, and now money's coming in. It's like, well, this is a nice icing on the cake, right? Isn't it? Uh, and one of the things I like about this industry is how we do have that background in this being a justice issue and... Uh, you know, there's this saying, the hippies were right, you know, as far as recycling and repurposing. And right. and, and cannabis kind of all brings us into that. Do you have that feeling? I've, I feel like I feel like it does. I feel like it does. And I feel like that is just the it's just re-education right now yeah. at this point. The hippies were right. And everybody sees that as self is self-evident. But we still have some uh, some propaganda going on. There's still a war on drugs um, out there. And so we just need to really continue being activists and making sure that people understand the benefits of cannabis and not just the stigma that the media associates with it. Yeah, very well put. So ZipShip is something, is a company that can help out uh, the industry here through its distribution and it, it, what was the other angle? And sales, brokerage. Okay, sales and brokerage. All right, so let's give people some contact information if they want to get that help. Absolutely. So you can check us out online. We're at www.zipship, that's X-I-P, 
www.ship.com, or you can give us a call. Our number is 877-570-6613. Oh, man. <laughs> We're getting coaching from the audience out here. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that I enjoyed the party last night, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for talking to us about ZipShip, and I encourage everyone to check out ZipShip.com, ZipShip with an X like Xerox. <laughs> All right, that sound means that it's 20 after, which means it's 420 in Denver, Colorado. It's also 420 somewhere in Russia, but it's 420 in the morning. Who knows? Maybe someone's up early, getting ready to milk the cows or something. Enjoy the uh, the spliff or whatever you call it in Russian. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from the Indo Expo. Aaron from NWMJ Law. Maui Wowie, Acapulco Gold, California Kush. Our strains stretch everywhere, too. This is the Cannabis Radio Network. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, (laughs) more flavor. Hello and welcome all you high-flying, die-trying, roll a Philly blunt for your friend, hempsters, every roach-smoking, bong-token, however you get your THC can enthusiasts, all you rebels, individualistic originals, and outside-the-box ganja warriors, you chunky monkey, cherry Garcia, munchy-loving hempsters, all you captive earth surfers, astral travelers, and ganja-loving canosaurs, all you high-flying, wide-smiling, ganja-rific cannabophiles, welcome to everyone except Donald Trump supporters, because that's how I really feel. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. I beat China all the time. Okay, maybe you're high, too. The Russ Belleville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest-growing business association in the fastest-growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years, and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel 1 on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. marijuana law reform movement, the cannabis community is represented by thousands of dedicated defense attorneys fighting to end prohibition and keep us free. The Russ Belleville Show visits with the tireless courtroom crusaders in our legalization, law, and order. Welcome back, everybody. Radical Russ here at Portland's Indo Expo 2016. And joining me at the desk, we've got Aaron Pelly from NWMJ Law. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. Thanks, Russ. Uh, glad to have you here. Obviously, NW, Northwest, MJ, Law, Marijuana. Tell us all about it. 
Uh, we just actually, I guess we've been NWMJ here for the last two years. We just opened our Portland office, uh, our Oregon office for serving Oregon, and we're kind of bringing all the experience that we have from Washington down here to Oregon and some of the trials and tribulations that we've gone through. We're trying to, to extend all that to uh, the Oregon crowd. We're also doing uh, MJBA. I'm sure you know yeah. that organization. Sure do. So we're doing meetups with them where we're bringing businesses in and then essentially kind of giving them a boot camp for, again, some of the things that can help them from having to hire me for the for the downside of messing things up. So your firm is uh, primarily on the civil side, uh, the business side, or do you also handle criminal defense st- sort of things? No, I uh, no criminal defense. Okay. I cut my teeth on that. That okay. was certainly uh, how I came up through. But now I'm a civil litigator for this team, and we've got like a essentially a, a host of attorneys. Each one has their own specialty. So okay. we've got an attorney that does intellectual property. We've got an attorney that handles. In my case, I do all the civil litigation. Somebody else that helps you set up your business and kind of determine what the best path is for strategic legal counsel. So as people are getting involved in this industry, uh, they're obviously going to need some consultation. They're going to need some help. What are some of the the easiest things they could address so that they don't need, uh, they don't go the wrong direction? What are some of the big mistakes people are making that you've seen happening? Wow. (laughs) That's a loaded question. Um, I think some of the biggest mistakes they they make is... uh, underestimating the value of getting advice on the front end. Okay. So just having, a, I have clients that um, should have filed a trademark. Um, had they filed that trademark, we wouldn't have had to litigate and spend $60,000 in attorney's fees to get that trademark back. So gotcha. here's a situation where, you know, $450 filing for that trademark uh, and, and maybe a little bit more with the USPTO, but the that proactive step of filing for the trademark or running background checks on employees or, you know, having, I guess in a lot of ways, I think the hardest thing is, is that we all have a lot of people in this industry that came from, they were outlaws. And by the way, I love the moral compass of an outlaw. They don't want any trouble. They're not trying to cause any trouble. That's great. But uh, a lot of these people were, were new business owners and they're, you know, they, they need to learn kind of the business basics of what we want to do because... It's not a cash industry anymore, and it's not something that's in the shadows. It's out in the light, and that ends up being lawsuits. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I've always said that in this industry, it seems to be two sides of this coin. The business people who see the green rush and a lot of money, but they don't know a whole lot about weed. And on the other side, people that have been on the, on the, in the shadows in the weed world for a long time know everything about it, but don't know a whole lot about the business side. Do you, do you see that as well? I do. And, 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 and what's great is I see the marriage of those two groups. Um, it is, I will say... Pretty rare to see somebody that has both qualities, but that and that, and that kind of extends even further. Is that you know you shouldn't be expected to be an expert on human resources, but if you've got over twenty employees, you might need somebody to handle that. And and also trying to get out of this living room culture for how we run businesses. I mean, I want you to be friends with your employees, but you need to realize they're employees, and there's certain things you have to do in order to make and create that relationship and do it correctly. Wow. All right. So we're talking about NWMJ. Uh, how can people get in touch with you guys? Uh, you can uh, contact us uh, via the web, uh, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at NWMJ Law. Uh, you can swing by on Wednesday, July 17th at the Custom House. We're doing an MJBA boot camp for essentially startup businesses. And we're going to be doing those, I think, every month. And so okay. each one's going to be focused on a different practice area. 
And again, it's kind of just to get that information to these people so that they can kind of make the right choices. And do you have any uh, offers for first-time clients, somebody walking in the door, maybe? Oh, yeah. We do half-hour uh, free consultations for everybody just to kind of figure out what it is you need from us and what we can provide for you. And we recognize everybody's kind of working on different budgets, and there's people that can do a great deal for themselves. And like I say, our, our biggest point is to be prophylactic and prevent more harm than good. Okay. Get these things taken care of in advance. You don't know what you don't know. Find out someone who does know what you don't know. <laughs> and protect yourself from having to spend the money afterwards trying to clean up the mess. Right. A stitch in time says not, uh, saves nine, my mom used to always say. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for joining us here. Thank you. Anything else you want to tell our audience? No, this is great. Thanks for okay. having me on the show. All right. We will be back with more from Indo Expo right after this. More of those Indo Expo interviews coming up in hour two of our program during Toker Talk Radio. You'll get to hear from Stephen from My Urban Greenhouse, these great turnkey, all-in-one indoor grow tent setups. Kyle from Flow Hub will be there. Uh, great software for integrating your human resources and inventory control. Built from the ground up for dispensaries. And uh, Dr. James from Can Care Company with the latest on medical marijuana products. But coming up next, we've got a live interview with Nick Heiss from Denver Relief Consulting. We're going to learn what's up with Denver Relief, what's up with their grows, and how they're interacting with Willie's Reserve when we return. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. How high do you like your profit margin? CannabisRadio.com While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The political climate is at a fever pitch. And the fight for the social fabric of America is set for battle this November. Tuesday, November 8th, the Cannabis Liberation Movement takes a huge step forward. And Cannabis Radio is here to chronicle this legendary moment. CannabisRadio.com and the Cannabis Radio News Team will feature wall-to-wall live coverage of all the coast-to-coast voting of state amendments, ballots, propositions, and initiatives that will further progress the Cannabis Crusade. Join us Thursday, November 8th for Vote 2016, The Path to Cannabis Freedom, only on CannabisRadio.com. You can find Radical Russ online everywhere. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, SoundCloud, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Boise State University's 2400 baud modem bulletin board system from 1985. When you are starting up a medical cannabis business, you want a fired-up lawyer who understands the needs of cannabis consumers. The Law Office of Lauren Vasquez is your fired-up lawyer for the cannabis industry. Visit her website, fireduplawyer.com, or call 1-855-MMJ-LAWS for more information. 
That's 855-665-5297 for Lauren Vasquez, your Fired Up Lawyer, or email fireduplawyer at gmail.com. Mark Twain once said that when there's a gold rush, it's a good time to be in the pick and shovel business. Today, we look at the rapidly evolving markets in the marijuana green rush in our Cannabis Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. Time for another one of our Cannabis Chronicles segments. And joining us on the phone line right now, we've got Nick Heiss from Denver Relief Consulting. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks for having me, Russ. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Wow, I, I don't quite know where to start because there's so much that has changed since we last spoke to, uh, I believe we spoke to Ian last time from Denver Relief, and we've had Kayvon Kalatbari on the show as well. But let's just uh, start with the press release. I saw news that uh, uh, Denver Relief Consulting had uh, been involved with Willie's Reserve, and of course people know that as Willie Nelson's premier uh, celebrity cannabis brand. Tell us what's going on there in Colorado with Willie's Reserve. Yeah, so to, to be even more precise, um, we uh, we've, we own Denver Relief and Denver Relief Consulting as well, two separate companies essentially. Okay. And with Denver Relief, um, with Denver Relief, we were one of the oldest continuously owned and operated um, vertically integrated shops in town. Uh, we did have recreational licenses as well, so essentially we had um, six licenses: um, two dispensary licenses, or two MMC licenses, rec and medical. We had two grow licenses, rec and medical, and then two manufacturing or kitchen licenses, both rec and medical. Um, so essentially what we did was all four of our cultivation or, or our, uh, our OPC licenses and our MIP licenses were sold to uh, CMH, who is essentially the, uh, the sole licensee for Willie's Reserve in the state. So again, both our uh, medical and rec OPC uh, was sold to CMH and our rec and medical uh, kitchen or MIP as well. Excellent. So that just means the Willie's Reserve uh, is going to be uh, carrying on some of the uh, the, the great uh, grows and products, uh, infused products that we've always come to know from Denver Relief. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, they will have some proprietary genetics as well, but but yeah, a lot of the first uh, Willie's Reserve strains are likely to be some of the strains that a lot of folks here in Colorado. Uh, uh, know and love from Denver Relief, um, and yeah, it's been it's definitely been a really exciting um, six month process. Really going through it, uh, the CMH guys um, or the guys with Willie's Reserve, uh, Andy Sackman and the whole crew, they had been looking around for a facility for probably about a year and a half, maybe even a little bit longer than that, and they were just really having a lot of trouble finding a facility that they were happy with that they felt like was a good fit for them. Uh, so we were definitely very excited and very proud to be able to bring them into our facility walk them through that facility and have them pretty much immediately get excited about, about making a deal with us on that facility and those licenses. So again, um, you know, a lot of hard work and dedication uh, to put in by our whole team over the last seven plus years. Um, uh, so it's exciting to see, uh, you know, some of the fruits of our labor pay off and, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a real neat experience for sure. Nick, how has this transition affected the day-to-day operations in the kitchens or the grows? Uh, uh, people still working there, the same folks? Uh, has anybody had to find new jobs, any layoffs or anything like that? 
No, not at all. We were very fortunate and, and very excited about that aspect of it, too. Uh, 100% of our workforce at the cultivation facility and in the ma- manufacturing facility uh, uh, kept their uh, kept their positions with the company. So it, it is essentially a turnkey company. You know, um, we sold it over to CMH Brands, but uh, essentially it is it is the exact same uh, Denver Relief uh, workforce in their operating the facility. Well, that's really good news. I, I know I've been in, involved in the corporate world before I came to the cannabis world, and whenever you heard of one company selling off to another company, you always feared that they were going to bring in a whole new set of people and there'd be a bunch of people out of work. So I'm really glad to hear about that. Now, Nick, you mentioned that that was your your uh, processor and your grow licenses on the both rec and med side. That ab- adds up to four. Tell us what's happened with the retail side of Denver Relief. I, invo- there's some entity named Terrapin involved, I understand. Yeah, correct. Chris Woods, who's a good friend of ours, which, you know, who we've known for, um, um, you know, ever since back in, uh, I think the first time I met Chris anyway, was probably back in 2009. But he's been a, um, you know, he's been a, a big activist and supporter of the industry way since back in the day. He was, you know, uh, definitely uh, somebody that we consider um, a pioneer, much like ourselves, as far as, you know, getting out, get, getting into the industry and getting out there back in 2009 when, a lot of slings and errors were still being thrown around and the regulations weren't really put into place yet. So it definitely was still much more the wild west here as opposed to how it is now. Um, but Chris, uh, yeah, uh, he is a privately owned, um, Terrapin care station. Uh, when he bought our medical and recreational licenses down here at our shop, uh, it essentially made shop number five for him. So Terrapin care station, uh, they got a re- great reputation around the state. They started off in Boulder. Um, I believe still probably one of the most successful shops over in Boulder. Um, since then they've moved over, moved over to Aurora. And now of course they just uh, got our shop in, in downtown Denver. So this is his first shop in uh, downtown Denver. So I know they're very excited about the new location. So what does that leave for the entity known as Denver relief? Does that exist still as a business? Uh, we, we do still maintain Denver relief LLC and we probably will for, you know, um, it, it'll remain intact uh, indefinitely. Um, however, there are no uh, uh, licenses associated uh, with Denver Relief right now. So, really, for our future, uh, you know, what what our future holds for us is uh, Denver Relief Consulting. We've got a ton of projects going on with Denver Relief Consulting, um, and it's really going to be nice just for all of us to really be able to uh, to refocus our energies and sort of double down on the consulting side. We were definitely all getting spread a little bit uh, thinner than we would like to because we have had so much success with the consulting. So trying to balance that with the uh, with running day-to-day operations um, was, was definitely a lot, a lot for all of us, a lot on everybody's plate. So it's exciting to be able to just concentrate on the consulting. We've got a lot of neat projects going on right now. Just to, just to give you a couple of things that we're working on, um, last week or two weeks ago, actually, now we, we submitted an application in Puerto Rico uh, and also an application in Arizona. Um, we're going to be going out to California and looking at some greenhouse structures here in a few weeks um, for some of the new regs that are getting ready to go into effect there. Um, but also, we're, we've always been really big about uh, community outreach and things like that. So Green Team is our community involvement organization. It's basically a volunteer wing where we do different things across town just to try to make, make an impact on our communities. Um, so, for example, like last weekend, we did a uh, stand up for kids Denver chapter where we went down and uh, served a bunch of food to uh, uh, um, you know ho- homeless kids and and underprivileged 
And uh, we also have a community, or we also have a uh, bike and wheelchair repair that we do um, pretty much one month, um, or one weekend a, a month throughout the summer, the warmer months of the year. And we also have some different urban gardening uh, events where we basically go out to different uh, local urban gardens and help them plant and harvest different crops. Um, most of those crops end up getting um, sent out to different food banks around town. So um, we're definitely excited about, you know, sort of doubling down on Green Team as well and really getting back into sort of uh, more of our activist roots. But another thing that we're working on that we're all very excited to hear about right now is uh, we're, we're running the Neighborhood Supported Social Use Initiative. So basically, we're trying to get about 4,800 valid signatures to get social use on the ballot. Um, the initiative that we've got written uh, basically takes uh, all stakeholders into consideration. Um, it would allow any shop owner, not just a bar or someone with a liquor license, but any shop owner in town would essentially be allowed to apply for a permit uh, to have a limited access area for cannabis consumption. If it was an indoor space, it would be just vaporizing to, to follow the Clean Indoor Air Act. If it was a private outdoor patio, it could be full consumption. But it takes all stakeholders into consideration. So essentially, um, the shop owner that applies for the permit has to have at least one neighborhood organization and or a business improvement district that supports it. Uh, so we realize that this might be a great fit for some neighborhoods, but other neighborhoods, it's not going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be as uh, popular with the different folks in the neighborhood and it just might not be a right fit. Hmm. But we're really excited about that. It could be, could be an opportunity for Denver to again, make a, make a big precedent and a big statement across the country to let, uh, let people know that this, this industry is con- going to continue to evolve and going to continue to push to be in the mainstream. And, you know, we're going to continue as activists to, to try to be treated like, like, like everybody else and not like second-class citizens, essentially. And we're hoping that this is going to be, this neighborhood-supported social use will be another uh, great step in that direction. So we're pretty excited right now. Um, as of Thursday or Friday morning, we're going to turn in um, all the signatures. I believe we're up to over 8,000 signatures now, so we're very confident that we will have enough valid signatures to get it on the ballot. And then uh, we'll let the, uh, the voters take over from there. All right. Well, Nick, is this a, uh, a separate initiative from what Denver Normal was suggesting, or is it the same one? It, it is. This one we feel like is a little bit more inclusive. You know, um, the normal initiative we feel like keeps us segregated. It keeps us in, you know, quote unquote, hash dens or essentially in these places where we where we can't socialize with our, you know, with our other friends. You know, I myself, I have lots of friends that consume cannabis and quite a few that don't. I would love to have an environment where I could potentially uh, uh, have a joint on a patio while sitting with some of my friends that would just enjoy to have a beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we feel like we have uh, we feel like we have a more robust and, and a better initiative that basically includes uh, is more inclusive for the industry and, and for us consumers of cannabis. So is it possible that both might appear on the same ballot? Very possible, yeah. Um, it, I believe uh, I believe Normal will probably be submitting later this week or the beginning of next week. And, uh, um, yeah, if, uh, if they get enough signatures as well, it is possible that there could be two on the ballot. Wow. And uh, how does that work? Does the most votes wins kind of thing? You know, that's a good question. Um, I haven't really looked into that. I would have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Uh, real quick, we've got about a minute and a half left here. Uh, last time I was speaking with uh, Ian, he was really excited about a new product they were helping uh, to consult on, the Vapor Slide. Do you have any updates on how that uh, progress is going? Um, I don't have a whole lot of updates on it right now, no. I know that okay. uh, I, I know that it's been uh, – uh, you know, everything I've heard has been positive feedback, and I myself have uh, – uh, have sampled the vapor slide a handful of times and, uh, 
it, it is definitely a, a nice product. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of updates other than that for you right now. Okay. I'll catch up with Ian later on that. So uh, Nick Heiss from Denver Relief Consulting. If people want to get in touch with you, get learn more about your services or, or what else you're doing with some of those uh, philanthropic efforts, how can they contact you guys? The easiest way is just to check out our website. We've got a great website. So just check us out at denverreliefconsulting.com. All one word. All right. That's the easiest way to get there. DenverReliefConsulting.com. This is Nick Heiss, who's been so gracious to join us. And uh, congratulations on all the changes and getting to refocus on, on the consulting side of things. I know what it's like to try to run a million things at once. So good luck to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Russ. You have a great day. All right. Thanks so much. Stay tuned, folks. When we come back, we'll have more here on the Russ Belleville Show, winding things up with a radical rant on that Gallup poll saying that twice as many people are now smoking pot or at least admitting to it. I'm going to explain to America why that's a good thing when we return. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Seed to sale, clicks to conversions, and more. You're listening to the Cannabis Radio Network. <sighs> cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Won't somebody think of the children? Previously on the Stoner Jesus Show. Uh, St. Peter auditioning to be the Microsoft weed software uh, spokesman. Hey, this is St. Peter for Microsoft. They track weed. Does that mean they're going like, to track the weed? Is that what this is about, Jesus? I'm not going to be tracked, Jesus. I'm not going to have my fucking weed tracked. And I'm not going to have fucking Microsoft Track me back to my fucking house through my weed to where they fucking spied on people with that goddamn Xbox camera. Fuck this. Fuck Microsoft. Fuck this bullshit. The Stoner Jesus Show. Live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Or find the Stoner Jesus Show podcast on demand at CannabisRadio.com and StonerJesus.net. Peace, bitches. I smell pot coming from over here and grilled onions from over there. Two of my favorite smells ever. Both those onions and that pot smell really good up here, you know. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. The Supreme Court is wrong on the Second Amendment. Okay, maybe you're high, too. New beginner guitars and banjos are often constructed much better than ones built before your time. Why struggle? Get a new instrument or fix the old one. The trusted professionals at the Fingerboard Extension will evaluate your instrument for free. Repairs are priced for people who work for a living. 
Stop by the Fingerboard Extension downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. wage what I have called total war against public enemy number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. That marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for them in jail. We'll make them. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. One major responsibility is to encourage people to use less drugs. Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical rant. Prohibitionists across the country are absolutely apoplectic about this latest news coming from the Gallup poll. According to the latest survey, 13% of U.S. adults say they smoke marijuana up from 7% just three years ago. Run for the hills! The rate of marijuana smoking has almost doubled since legalization! (laughs) They say it like it's a bad thing. First off, let's be accurate about what the poll has found. The number of adults who admit to being current tokers There could very well have been one in eight marijuana smokers all along, but now there are more who aren't afraid to admit that they do something that is now currently legal. This is somewhat backed up by the survey data. It found that 14% of the people in the West, you know, where it's legal in four states, admit to being tokers compared to just 9% in the East and the Midwest and only 6% in the South. And this, I can admit it now that it's legal phenomenon works its way into other statistics that prohibitionists like to regurgitate, like increases in emergency room admissions for accidental cannabis ingestion and increases in police catching suspected stone drivers. Back in the day, When you got yourself too high from eating an edible, you might be convinced to ride it out because admitting how you got sick gets you a ride in a cop car. Likewise, you might have been less likely to admit the source of the illness to the doctors when taking your sick kid to the ER because telling them your kid ate pot gets you charged with child endangerment and your child taken away by the state. Also, back in the day, when you were a cannabis consumer out driving your car, you were more likely to keep your stash hidden and disguise your stoniness with eye drops, mouthwash, and air freshener. Under legalization, cops were more diligent about catching us and were less on our guard to deny any connection to cannabis. We also hear these uh, statistics about the decrease in the risk perception with regard to cannabis now that it has become legalized. The surveys will show young people find it's far less risky and they disapprove less of people that use cannabis regularly. But when the kids had been getting information that the smoking of one marijuana cigarette is equal in brain damage 
to being on Bikini Island during an A-bomb blast. That's according to former President Ronald Reagan. And now they understand that marijuana is actually a medicine with very low side effects and absolutely zero overdoses through history. Of course, their perception of risk should be in decline. But despite all of this, even if marijuana consumption has increased among adults, this is no cause for alarm. Rather, we should be celebrating more adults consuming marijuana as a public health benefit. We find more and more every day about not just the therapeutic value of cannabis, but also its ability to be a preventative medicine. It's not just a medicine you take when you're sick and disabled. It's a supplement you take to prevent sickness and disability and to enhance your pursuit of happiness. Cannabis consumers are found to have lower body mass index and less incidence of diabetes. I attribute my own health to this factor. Diabetes runs strongly in my family, and I'm no dietary saint. And yet my blood sugar levels are within the normal ranges. We experience less incidence of head, neck, and lung cancers than not just tobacco smokers, but non-smokers as well. We endure the aggregation of life's aches and pains without the liver-harming acetaminophen pain relievers and the addiction and constipation of opioid painkillers. It's not just good for the body. It's excellent for the brain, too. Our use of cannabis may be staving off the mental effects of aging like dementia and Alzheimer's disease. We're beating back depression and stress. We're using it as a neuroprotective to recover from concussions and traumatic brain injuries. Cannabis is also proving to be highly effective for the treatment of post-traumatic stress. The harm reduction aspects are undeniable. With the increase in cannabis consumption in medical marijuana states, we have seen a precipitous drop in the amount of prescription drugs it has replaced, especially opioid painkillers. We see fewer overdose deaths in those states from the opioid painkillers. We see fewer suicides, especially among younger men, in those medical marijuana states. And even though we don't condone teenage marijuana use, the fact is that more teenagers are now partying with pot instead of binge drinking. And that means fewer dead teenagers from alcohol overdoses and drunk driving accidents. If the drug companies presented to the government a compound that treated all the physical and mental conditions that cannabis does, replacing toxic, addictive prescriptions which, with much lower side effects and non-toxicity, and it improved mood and daily functioning, they wouldn't be concerned that the use of this drug had doubled. They'd be trying to fi- figure out promotions to increase its use even more. Well, I mean, if they could patent it and sell it at a 569,958% markup, 
It's not the health of the public that motivates the prohibitionists. It's the health of the pharmaceutical companies. They don't hate that cannabis makes you high, happy, and healthy. They hate that it doesn't require their factories to produce it. But as we learn more and more about the medical use of cannabis, and as we learn how it is a harm reduction uh, tool for the problems we have with addiction to opiates and the problems we have with recreational use of alcohol, the more we should expect the rate of cannabis use to go up. What adult in their right mind would hear about all of these medical benefits, mental benefits, social benefits, and not want to try this and not want to make it a part of their life? We need to stop thinking of marijuana use in terms of it being a public health problem and in terms of it being, and instead in terms of it being a mental or a a public health solution to many of the problems that ail us as a society. There was a report uh, that I pulled up in researching this rant by Sharon Davis and Mary Palmer at the U.S. Department of Commerce on the true cost of prescription drugs. And it's a chart of some of the most common prescribed drugs in America, comparing the consumer price for 100 tablets of this drug versus what the cost of the active ingredients are. And as I read some of these, think about the fact that cannabis replaces a lot of these drugs. Like Celebrex, 100 milligram tablets of Celebrex for 100 tablets will cost you $130.27, $1.30 a per pill. The cost of the active ingredients is $0.60 cents for 100 tablets. So that's a markup of 21,712% for Celebrex, an anti-inflammatory type painkiller for which you could replace some of it with cannabis. How about, uh, let's see, Paxil. Paxil's a kind of an antidepressant drug. 20 milligram tablets, consumer price for 100 tablets, $220 for 100 tablets. $2.20 a pill. Cost of the active ingredients for the 100 tablets is $7.60. That's a markup of 2,898% for Paxil. How about Prozac? Prozac, another type of uh, anti-anxiety drug that cannabis can replace. Prozac, 20 milligrams, 100 tablets will cost you $247. The cost of the active ingredients in Prozac for 100 tablets, mind you, 11 cents. That makes the markup on Prozac 224,973%. Xanax, the one milligram Xanax, 100 tablets is 136 bucks, costs 2.4 cents to make 100 tablets and that's where you get your 569,958% markup on Xanax Zoloft has a 11,821% markup some of these drugs for which cannabis can be a very good replacement or supplement and when you understand that our patent system does not allow for the patenting 
of a plant, you'll understand why some of these companies are so reticent to see marijuana legalization happen. That's all the time we got for hour one, but stay tuned for hour two. We got more highlights from the Indo Expo. For everyone here at CannabisRadio.com, I'm Radical Russ. Until next time, take care of each other, tokers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. It's time for Toker Talk Radio, the voice of the marijuana nation. What are you people? On dope? Or you can tope. I inhale. Uh, or you can talk. I experimented with marijuana and didn't inhale. Or you can talk and talk. Ten federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. While we talk about toke on Toker Talk Radio. So by the way, when it comes to pot, you know, if you're 40 years old, you live in a log cabin in Oregon, you got 12 giant pot plants in your backyard, have a ball. Live from beautiful Portland, Oregon at Rolla J Studios. Plus your calls live at 971-533-7111. They're walking on their pants with their cap on backwards, listening to the enema man and Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Gateway theory doesn't work. It's a reality. Holland, is it real? Don't change it. We're locking up people that take a couple of puffs of marijuana, and, and the, the next thing you know, they got 10 years. And now, here's your host, the guru of Gonta graphics, the sultan of sativa statistics, and the worst nightmare of a reefer mad prohibitionist. A polite, perspicacious, productive pothead with a propensity for PowerPoint. Radical Russ Belleville. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, Tokers and Tokets. Radical Russ here. And hanging out in the Ardea Condominium Towers on the South Waterfront in Portland, Oregon. Hour two, Toker Talk Radio is in effect. Glad to have you here. My uh, latest column up on hightimes.com has been posted. It's my Radical Rant column, and this one is on the 25th anniversary Seattle Hemp Fest taking place in two weeks on the waterfront there in Seattle, Washington. Silver Anniversary Hemp Fest. And folks, if we don't get behind this one and start throwing some money at it, it could be the last Seattle Hemp Fest. And I don't want this to be the last because I know there's a lot of you out there listening to me who have heard me talk about Seattle Hemp Fest over all these years, how it's the Super Bowl of marijuana activism events 150,000 tokers over three days on a 1.6-mile park with six stages. All day, all night, free with food vendors and more marijuana accessory-type vendors than you can shake a stick at. They always ask for donations at the park, and um, 
you know, give five or 10 bucks and it's well worth what you're going to get there at Seattle Hemp Fest, but not everyone donates. It usually ends up being less, uh, averaging less than a buck a person. And last year at Seattle Hemp Fest, we had a deluge. We had a monsoon sort of downpour on Friday, wiped out all of Friday. So they had to pay for all those stages and all that setup and all the stuff that was going on on Friday and not take in a cent worth of donations that day. They lost one third of their donations that day. So they're in heap big trouble and they've got a GoFundMe page out there. If you want to donate to that GoFundMe page, you can. It's at GoFundMe.com slash Keep Hemp Fest Alive. Keep Hemp Fest Alive. GoFundMe.com slash Keep Hemp Fest Alive. And I don't want to see this event fade away. And for those of you listening who've been putting it off year after year, thinking, well, I'll go next year. Maybe I can make it next year. I want there to be a next year. And many more next year, so you get to experience this because you may know that we need cannabis freedom. You may feel like we need cannabis freedom, but until you've experienced cannabis freedom, it's not quite the same. And coming out to Denver is cool and going to Seattle or to Portland is cool, but being there at Hempfest where we take over the park and there's literally 150,000 people openly toking, the smell of freedom, that'll recharge your batteries for a long, long time. So donate if you can. GoFundMe.com slash KeepHempFestAlive. My piece is up at at, uh, HighTimes.com. It's the Radical Rant column. And in additional news, since I wrote that column, I wrote that last week. This weekend, I've learned additional bad news for Seattle HempFest. The presenting sponsor, the Hemp and Cannabis Foundation, the the, uh, chain of medical marijuana clinics throughout nine states, is um, not going to be able to pay for its Prime Hemp Fest sponsorship. It's the main presenting sponsor, the big 10-foot banner on the back of the main stage. They can't pay this year. So that's another $50,000 Hemp Fest has to make up. Please help Hemp Fest if you can. GoFundMe.com slash keep Hemp Fest alive. I've made my donation Make your donation if you can. All right. When we come back, we got more highlights from the Indo Expo. Stephen from My Urban Greenhouse on a complete automated turnkey in-house closet grow system that even I couldn't mess up. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Every strain, every sale, every medical study. Keep it right here on the Cannabis Radio Network. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
previously on the Stoner Jesus Show. Hello? Hey, uh, are you the one that put the ad on Craigslist? Uh, it was in the, the personal no. section uh, about, you know, want to have a little uh, have a little good time tonight? No. Nothing about, you know, any uh, backdoor action? No. A little fifth base? You're not into that? No, and I, I suggest you don't fucking call my phone number, you fucking perverted bastard. Are you, are you sure you're not the one on the Craigslist? You're talking dirty to me. Damn, she hung up. That was good. It was funny, though. The Stoner Jesus Show, live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Or find the Stoner Jesus Show podcast on demand at CannabisRadio.com and StonerJesus.net. Peace, bitches. This is Dan Michaels from DanMichaelsAudio.com, and you're listening to Radical Russ on CannabisRadio.com. Don't want to spend money on a night out, but don't know what to do other than watching TV or playing video games? Consider playing guitar, bass, banjo, or mandolin. The instrument will give you hours of entertainment with friends with minimal expense. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. You're tuned into the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, nine after the hour. Just looking over my uh, my article up at High Times, uh, they also interspersed with it uh, pictures from my personal library of Every year that I've been at Hempfest, except for 2005 and 2004, I had a hard drive crash and I lost a lot of my pictures from the middle of the 2000s. Maybe someday I'll get them back. Uh, Roland Reverend sending me a hard disk uh, retrieval tool. Maybe. Cross my fingers. Maybe I can get them back somehow. But anyway, I've got pictures up there from uh, 2006 through 2015. Some really good ones, too. The, uh, the Cubit. The yard-long joint that I smoked in 2007, that's in there. I've also uh, got a great picture of the, the flood from last year, so you can understand how badly it rained. picture of uh, uh, Herb Thrasher's booth there uh, being flooded out. Great picture of uh, a couple that had come as Mr. and Mrs. Towley in 2012. A look from the main stage in 2014. Uh, Eddie Lepp, before he was uh, sentenced to prison, got to meet him in 2006 at the Hemp Fest. Great picture of him. We got the uh, the Sealy stage and me and uh, Jody Emery from 2011 leading the uh, 420 celebration. Another uh, quarter pound joint that I'm smoking there. Uh, Bradley Steinman with a no on I-502 shirt on. Me and Herb Thrasher and Coral Reefer celebrating and... Uh, Last year, a picture of uh, me, Keith Strop, and New Jersey Weed Man. It's all up on hightimes.com, and you can find links to the, the Seattle Hemp Fest GoFundMe page. In this hour, we've got more highlights from last weekend's Indo Expo in Portland. Over 250 vendors there in the cannabis business industry. The first day was all business to business. Business owners, uh, people in the industry got in free. 
And then day two was open to the public and was also a job fair. A lot of people uh, looking for employment in the cannabis industry. And I, I did find out that almost nobody in the cannabis industry is drug testing. So that's good news. We got a chance to speak with Steven. He's with a company called My Urban Greenhouse. It's his own startup. He's putting together those kind of grow closets that you might use in one of the non-legal states. But even better, it's completely turnkey and completely automated. Even a black thumb like me could probably figure out how to grow cannabis. Welcome back, everyone. Radical Russ here at the Portland Indo Expo. We've got another guest joining us here in the Cannabis Radio Lounge. It's Stephen from My Urban Greenhouse. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. My Urban Greenhouse. Sounds like you're selling uh, items for kind of clandestine indoor cultivation. Tell us about it. Exactly. So basically what we do is we provide automated turnkey grow systems. So the oh. idea is right out of the box, all you got to do is provide the plants. Uh, all of our systems come with a year of nutrients, all the plumbing, electrical, everything you need, and then our own li- custom line of LED lighting solutions. This is exactly what I need because <laughs> I often tell people I know everything there is to know about the cannabis plant except growing it. <laughs> like I'm, the, I'm a digital guy, yeah. right? I'm not an analog guy. You put me in dirt and it's just a bad idea. <laughs> this is for me. It. Yeah, exactly. One of the nice things too is when you switch to the hydroponics, uh, you really limit the risk of a lot of the pests and everything like that because a lot of them actually, uh, the eggs and everything are actually found in the soil. Okay. Um, so when you step away from the soil-based uh, media, uh, what you're able to do is control the variables that go into the plant um, a lot better. Um, and then you're also able to, uh, like I say, mitigate some of those pest issues that you'd have that often are found uh, coming in from the soil that you're introducing into the system. So you said this was a turnkey situation. So is it like a, a, a tent with vents and lights? Exactly, yeah. So we do everything from small component all the way up to larger uh, scale systems. So the idea is our smaller ones, which are our turnkey home grow systems. Um, like I say, they come with everything you need right out of the box. Comes with a tent, uh, our own custom tent, our own custom uh, LED lighting system. Um, everything costs less than $10 a month to run. Um, and it takes less than 10 minutes a week of maintenance. And really, that's just adding one scoop of the nutrients we give you and topping off the water. Other than that, it's just really hands-free. Uh, but we've actually started recently uh, kind of pursuing some larger commercial growth, so we can do uh, modular hydroponic systems for any scale of grower. Um, so we're doing some work with some of the medical growers and some of the new commercial grows uh, to basically be able to do full turnkey solutions for them as well. So mm. that goes all the way from the full lighting systems uh, all the way to our turnkey, whether it's a ebb and flow style flood and drain type system or an undercurrent uh, type system. So it really just depends on what you want to do. All right. So if one of our listeners is out there and they're thinking, all right, well, I got, you know, an extra room, bedroom or a closet. Uh, what's the footprint on your small size? So the smallest one we have is a two by two by four foot high okay. uh, tent. And that's our home grow sea of green. So it's a basically a truncated vegetative growth. So you don't have to grow in veg as long. And so it's a quicker turn. Um, so the idea is the whole system could fit in basically any regular uh, like uh, uh, closet space okay. uh, in any house. Um, and then the idea with that one, again, is that you just, you'd only do about a, you know anywhere from two, maybe four weeks, depending on the size of the clone that you're introducing into the system, uh, vegetative, and then you switch to bloom. So you're ter- talking about you know as low as a two-and-a-half to three-month turn on your grow systems. Mm. And we actually had uh, one of our grow, uh, customers uh, that bought one of our first systems, uh, the Sea of Greens, come in, and I think they pulled uh, just over eight ounces uh, just off of a little two-by-two-by-four-foot footprint, you know, yeah. and for a personal consumption. It's more than most people are going to need for any, you know, especially when you can do it every two and a half months. And under Oregon law, all you're allowed to have is four Ink. plants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so the nice thing is we also have, a, you know, a two by four foot uh, variety is our other standard home grow offering. And it's a two plant system so you can grow larger, bushier plants. Uh, but then we also have ones that can go up to like any size from a four by four footprint um, with four plants, you know, to larger med- 
vertical grows that can do six plants. Okay. It really depends on that application. We can customize this for about any type of situation. So you mentioned that these are powered through LED lighting and it's a, a hydroponic system. So what is the load on my electrical bill and my water bill by installing, say, the small system? So the small system you're going to be running, it's going to basically be run, cost you about 6 bucks a month. Okay. And that's uh, being pretty generous on the, uh, the, the, the kilowatt hour cost that you're talking about. Um, so here in Oregon, it's probably even less than that. Right. Um, and it's really dependent, obviously, on the size of the light you go with. But, um, yeah, you're going to be under well under $10 uh, per month, and like I say, it's less than 10 minutes a week. Uh, you've actually like effort you have to put into it. So I mean, like I say, every every week I've got uh, two of the big ones. I'm a medical grower. Clarify that <laughs> to start yeah. with. Uh, but I got two of our big systems, and then uh, one of our smaller Sea of Green styles. And I literally spend less than 10 minutes a week on it. I walk around with our hose, top it off, add a scoop of our nutrients, and shut her up. Wow. And it just takes care of itself. It's like all pre-programmed, all automated, right out of the box. So it's real easy, real simple. So what is the uh, the entry price for someone getting into one of these things? Because I know people think, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you say, you got to think long-term, folks, as far as, you know, how mm-hmm. this is going to work for you. So, for instance, our Sea Green style system would be the most cost-effective one uh, that we currently have. And that one starts at $695. Oh, wow. Um, and that one you can upgrade to a – it comes with a 300-watt, which is a 400-watt equivalent okay. to, like, an HID uh, lighting system. Um, so it, uh, that one comes with that, like, that, like I say, that default comes with a 300 watt, but you can upgrade to a 450 watt, which is actually a 600 watt equivalent, and that one just basically runs you 845. So your packages are customizable to some extent. Exactly. So you can basically pick the light. And one of the beauty of the LEDs that we have is we have a, a custom, like I say, a custom LED lighting system that um, we, we basically designed the spectrum to uh, maximize plant photosynthesis. So basically, we found some studies that showed where plants maximize, particularly cannabis, where it maximizes photosynthesis, basically reduce. Um, uh, resulting in uh, higher yields and uh, better quality THC, terpene development, everything like that. Um, so the idea is with LEDs, they run so cool because part of what we did is we actually increased the size of the heat sink that goes into those lights. Okay. And so there's almost no heating coefficient coming off of them. So you're not having to worry about burning the plants or overheating them like you would with a standard metal halide or HPS. So the beauty of them is even in a small tent, like a two by four foot footprint, you know, it's only seven foot tall, you can still put a 1,200-watt light in there, which is a 1,400-watt equivalent over two plants, and they're just going to go gangbusters on it. Hmm. And so the, the beauty of it is you don't have that heating issue, so the plants can actually get maximum absorption of all the light you can basically throw at them, whereas with an HPS or metal halide, you're really limited by the size of the area and how fast you can cool it and everything like that, because otherwise you're going to be just cooking those plants off. Right. You know, if, you're, if you took a 2 by 4 tent and tried to put a uh, HPS or metal halide in there, you know, you couldn't go much bigger than a 300, 400-watt, without, you know, getting it too hot in there, you can go up to a 1,200-watt in our system. So, I mean, wow. it, way better yields, way better, you know, like I say, terpene development, everything about the plants, way way more optimized. Wow. It's my urban greenhouse. Stephen mm-hmm. is here telling us all about it, and uh, it sounds like a great deal to me, especially the idea that you could start at the small end and work your way bigger if, if you exactly. really liked what it, way it was working. Exactly. So a lot of our customers actually do that. They'll uh, We got one that we've just done, and we do full installation too if people want that. Oh, really? So we'll actually come out to your How place. How about warranties and guarantees? Yeah, so we got a one year on the system and okay. then three year on the lights. Okay. And that's completely like any type of warranty on the lights. So I mean, anything that happens with it, you don't have to go through a manufacturer. It comes straight to us. Like I say, they're exclusive lights to us, and you just bring it right back in, chip it to us or whatever it is, and we'll send you out a new one if it's within a three-year period. They have a 100,000-hour uh, run life expectancy, so that ends up equating anywhere from between five and seven years, depending on the interval of the lighting that you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had one, to give you an idea, going for over five and a half years now and wow. had no issues and still 
producing ounces and ounces whenever I want. So it's really just hands-free, really easy. And Man. yeah, but like I say, we get customers all the time that'll come in and you know they're like, okay, I want to want to try to make sure I like it, and then you know we'll go out and either set it up or they'll go set them up. And um, we've yet to have a single return, a uh, single faulty light, anything of that nature. Everyone that's done it has been successful growers so far. That's great, Stephen. With my urban greenhouse, tell folks how they can get one of these online or to call you. Or however, yeah. So you can just go to www.myurbangreenhouse.com. Or if you're interested, we're actually out in uh, Hillsboro. We've got a showroom out there with all of our lights on display, all of our grow oh, systems okay. up and running, and we're there every day. Uh, you can come out and pick out a system out, come talk talk growing. We're happy to discuss with anybody. I mean, that's part of what we're passionate about is enabling more people to be successful growers. Oh, and and people like me who have failed in the past, yep, especially. Exactly. So, yeah, just come out and check us out in our showroom. We're out in Hillsboro. Uh, right off of uh, Cornelius Pass. Look us up online. All right. MyUrbanGreenhouse.com. Stephen, thanks for being here at the Indo Expo and uh, stopping by the desk. Thank you very much, Rich. All right. Well, that's easy for you to say. Happy 420 from the Pacific Time Zone. I hope you'll celebrate with me. I hope you can celebrate with me. But we're doing everything we can to make it legal all across this country and around the world so that you can just walk to your local pot shop and get yourself some herb. Until then, we'll smoke them and hope you can too. We have your smoking section right here. This is the Cannabis Radio Network. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. You're not high. You're listening to The Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Your grapefruits are no match for my Trump Towers. Okay, maybe you're high, too. Coming soon to a city near you, Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. Get all your cannabis accounting, legal, and compliance questions answered by their knowledgeable panel of industry experts who want to help your cannabis boom. Whether you're a grower, dispensary operator, or a newcomer to the field, your cannabis needs Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. For information on upcoming events, visit CannabisFinanceBootCamp.com. Remember, friends, there's more to life than marijuana. Day. 
just can't remember what it is. Why'd I come in here? You're tuned into the Rush Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. 23 after the hour. Hope you had a good smoke session. Take a brief look back at politics today because, wow, man, <laughs> what a what a difference a week makes. Here I was getting all stressed out about how close the presidential race would be. And I forgot one important thing, uh, and that's that uh, Donald Trump never shuts up. <laughs> oh, man, it's like Don- it's like uh, Bill Maher said, where do you start on what he went through uh, this recent week? Uh, continuing a feud with the uh, P- Gold Star parents, uh, parents of a-, a slain soldier, kicking a baby out of his rally. And now the latest one. Oh, yeah, and, and suggesting that the uh, election will be rigged. The election is rigged. It's it's rigged. It's all rigged. And you know what? Let me address that real quick because I'm hearing that from the Democratic side, too, from, from some of the Bernie supporters. It was rigged. This is, a, this is a making a mountain out of a molehill thing. Yes, indeed, the DNC uh, was uh, favoring Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. And there are some strange occurrences going on with respect to voter registrations. No doubt about that. However, that does not raise to the level of rigging an election to the tune of 3 million more votes. <laughs> you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton won states like Florida by like half a million votes, right? And, and to rig an election to that scale in that many different places, especially when a lot of these places being uh, accused of rigging are Republican-run places that have would have no way of the dnc controlling them um it's just ludicrous uh, there's a recent series of tweets from uh, one of the poll uh elections officials in philadelphia who's been going off on the republicans lately who've been ranting about this with you know trump saying the election would be rigged and one of their points was there are 57 precincts in philadelphia that recorded zero votes for mitt romney yeah, these were all precincts in heavily African-American poor neighborhoods. What? They didn't vote for the rich white guy. Nobody voted for Romney? Really? What, what a surprise. <laughs> right? It's not a surprise, people. There's a highly, highly selective cherry picking going on on that side. No, the election will not be rigged. Now, uh, to me, I look at it like this. The election can be nudged. Right. We, we, we saw that in Bush v. Gore. Right. The election can be nudged. There can be all sorts of shenanigans that can affect one state or one precinct or two or three. Right. But swinging an election any more than like 0.2 or 0.5 percent or would be just a mammoth undertaking and impossible to conceal. So let's remove that. This is not to say I don't want more independent verification and monitoring of our elections and more uncovering of of uh, uh, corruption and fraud and, and, and wanting more transparency. Of course I want those things. But let's not go so far as to say that our elections are rigged without some really compelling evidence, okay? All right, let's get back to the Indo Expo, back to, to some marijuana business. 
We spoke with Kyle from Flowhub, which is a uh, software platform for uh, human resources and inventory management for dispensaries, kind of a competitor to uh, MJ Freeway and Biotrack THC. Check it out. Welcome back, everyone. We are live at the Portland Indo Expo 2016. I'm Radical Rust with CannabisRadio.com, and joining me here we have Kyle. He is the CEO of Flowhub. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me. Flowhub, you know, I could imagine a lot of things that could be. Tell us what Flowhub actually is. Yeah, so, you know, Flowhub uh, really stems from an experience I had as a compliance manager out in Colorado. So when we first legalized out there, there was this whole state regulation, uh, all these state regs that came into place. Um, and it was through a system called Metric, a state system. Um, and while I was this compliance manager, I, I really realized that the existing seed-to-sale platforms out there just didn't work for the new regs. Uh, and I realized that we could automate a lot of stuff. And okay. so that's really where this was born. So about two years ago, we started Flowhub. And, uh, and now we have about 25 employees. We've got a point-of-sale system that dispensaries in Colorado are using, some out here in Oregon as well. Uh, and we're making our way up to Alaska right now. And uh, yeah, we have a grow management app as well coming out later this year for the Oregon market. So we're just excited to be here promoting this stuff. You know, I know when I uh, go to a dispensary or, or a shop that there's always, especially it's my first time there because I travel a lot. And it's my first time there, and i got to check in, and some guy takes my ID, and I stand there for a while, I types, and then i got a name that always gets misspelled, right, so i got to right. fix that part. So tell us how Flowhub uh, gets me around that. How, how does that make it better for me, the consumer? Surely, surely. So we make the check-in process uh, super smooth and quick uh, for, the, for the consumer. We developed this thing called the NUG. It's a handheld scanning device. The NUG. The NUG, <laughs> right? Isn't that cool? And it's a handheld scanning device that, that you can carry around with you, and it's powered over LTE. So uh, you can actually use it as a phone as well, which is kind of cool. So what it, what it does is it allows you to be remote, so you can walk around your dispensary freely without worrying about Wi-Fi. Kay. You can actually scan people's IDs with this device, and it checks people in. So if you're a med patient, uh, you know that's where that bottleneck really is. You got to right. scan all these documents and stuff. You can actually take pictures and securely upload those to our server. Then uh, just all through the NUG. So it takes you know th- that ten to fifteen minute process, that check in process, yeah. uh, is you know now takes sixty ninety seconds. It's so fast. So people are loving it. So this uh, we're talking about scanning the the. the QR code that on people's yeah it's uh, actually it's called a complex uh, it's like a complex barcode essentially okay. that holds a lot of information has your name uh, you know your your address in there your birthday and we can check all that stuff so we can see hey is this person twenty one are they twenty one oh they are okay cool we'll let them in for the rec side are they medical oh yeah okay we can check them as a med patient and then uh, you know scan the documents so There's it's all the, just very it's very simple the. It, the driver's license barcode has whether or not they're a patient. That's um, coming from. No, I'm sorry. Other sorry, you know. Okay. So yeah. So let me clarify. <laughs> like, this. No, what? Can you imagine if there was that? What? No, no. We we, <laughs> no, we respect privacy greatly. We can't we can't see that stuff. But I guess sure. what you, I'll walk you through a scenario. You okay. walk in the dispensary. Someone at the front will scan the back of your ID, and then they can choose at that point if it's a med and a rec dispensary. They can choose if you're a med patient or not. So they can say, oh, you're a med patient. You're coming in to join us to make us your primary. Uh, you know, you could you could scan in their med documents with the NUG. Oh, okay. So that's how it works. And if you're rec, you just select rec, and it goes through that, gotcha. that process. We have a built-in loyalty system, so you could also add them to loyalty there if they want to join a loyalty program 
Uh, you know, so it's just it's all it's all really just fluid. That's the whole idea. With is the Nug a system where you're going to buy one of those for your dispensary, and whoever's the cashier on duty, bud tender on duty, is going to use it, or do you buy multiple ones, one for each bud tender? You know, so it's cool. It's actually it's a platform. So we have okay. another app called Audit on this that allows you to go back and actually scan in your inventory and check inventory levels okay. and reconcile inventory. So it's, it's like really, these guys I see walking around the Walmart and they're it's exactly beep, right. Beep, yeah. No, it's exactly right. I mean, you you see these in Target, Walmart, a lot of these large big box retailers are going to use these because there's just so much inventory to track. Sure. And it's really the same thing here. So, um, no, we find that people will have, you know, two or three sometimes. Sometimes you just need one. It depends on the scale of your dispensary. Okay. Uh, and, and we're really flexible. You don't buy these outright. So it's just a, there's just a monthly fee for, for these. Oh, and so okay. you can scale up and down month to month depending on if it, you know, it gets busy around 420 for you. Maybe you want a couple more. You can do that. That's fantastic. We make it simple. This is Flow Hub, which is a POS system plus this really cool integrated nug with scanning to make everything a lot simpler and you know i imagine as a business owner also you're dealing with uh you know continuity of data where you know bud tenders might not be the let's say top clerical uh data entry people oh sure <laughs> sure <laughs> <You know? laughs> we see that you know, it's, you know what, what we did to fix that actually what, to, what we did to remedy this big issue were especially if you have a few stores you know you open up a few collectives around uh the state um you know you really want as a business owner you want to be able to go in and analyze all your data and go hey you know wh- what are the trends here for some of these products that i have yeah the, the big problem before flow hub was you know every dispensary kind of acts as its own independent dispensary and so the product names are sometimes spelled differently you know you intake sure. inventory at one one place, Wana Sour Gummies is spelled, you know, with two N's. Over here, it's spelled with one N. Granddaddy just, Perp. R- right. Different D's. No, yeah. exactly. No, it's exactly right. You know, is it, all, is it all like one word? Is it split apart? And, and what's really cool about our platform is it allows you to actually build out a product's catalog. So you build out your, your catalog for your entire supply chain. Okay. And then when you're accepting inventory in, that data is standardized because you're pulling from that, that singular catalog. So okay. it, it makes it really easy to manage a large... Uh, you know, uh, supply chain, basically. I know in my line of work with uh, radio, we have a, a feature that allows us to say that John Cougar, John Mellencamp, and John Cougar Mellencamp are all the same dude. Right. Kind of the same idea here. It's We're exactly saying right. A different way it's spelled, it could also be the same strain. Right, right. It's exactly right. So we, we, we group everything together under one thing. So it's so easy as a business owner to go back and go, oh, Oh, here's what's trending. Oh, here's what's going yeah. on in my dispatch. It just adds visibility over your whole supply chain, really. So you built this uh, up coming through Denver and the MED and their their you yes. know Bible thick regulation book. And we only have a couple out there. Just a couple. <laughs> uh, as you expand and you're moving to other states and and looking forward to the states that are voting here in 2016, uh, uh, how does how does the platform adapt for the different states uh, as you build this out? Sure. You know, it's interesting. We, we have some really cool proprietary technology on the back end that allows us to build out regs very quickly. So we okay. can move into new markets very rapidly. We've defined what's needed in a highly regulated environment. And we've defined those data points. Okay. And so we are able to basically move into new markets fairly rapidly because of those definitions we already have in place. I think, you know, one of the smartest things we did was we started in Denver, a highly regulated market uh, that's now a few years old. So we've had a lot of experience of playing around and messing up all the time, right? And figuring (laughs) out what we're doing wrong and what we could do better. And so coming into markets like Oregon, it's much easier for us. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel over here. We've done this before. So it was pretty simple for us to come and, and transition into this new market. Same with Alaska. It's, it's simpler for, you know, for us to move yeah. up there as they're getting their regs together and things are coming online. So, and as these guys, you know, the, the state is, right? They change stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. We're able to rapidly adjust that. And so just our, our, our whole platform is really 
uh, it's built so specifically for this industry, and I think that's that's our edge, really. You know, I mean, this is custom built from the ground up by people who really care about the future of legalization, and also had tons of experience in a, in a, in a compliance-based uh, market. You know, you can't build this in California and expect to have the knowledge that we have in Colorado. You know, right. it's completely different. You know, we're really—I I tell a lot of people this—we're not the cannabis industry anymore. You know, we're a compliance industry, and if you're lucky, you get to sell cannabis. You've, you've got to stay <laughs> compliant first, right? right? If you're not compliant, you're going to get fined and shut down. It happens. I've seen it many, yeah. many times. Kyle with uh, Flow Hub. This sounds very interesting. Uh, tell folks how people can uh, tell them how they can learn more about this online. Sure. Or, or so find you. our website's flowhub.co. It's not .com. I'm still working on that. Uh, we'll get that hopefully one of these days. But flowhub.co is our website. You can also find us on Twitter, flowhubco, uh, Facebook's flowhubco. We're on Mass Roots. I'm yeah. sure you know Mass Roots. We're flowhub there. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram as well. We post cool uh, bud porn shots and stuff I mean, <laughs> right from on. our customers. You know. Well, folks, check it out. It's Flowhub, your integrated point of sale system, complete with the handheld nug. It's the uh, only system that gives you a nug. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's the only system that gives you a, a nug that you can bring with you on an airplane around the country. <laughs> the only one, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Kyle. Have yourself a great show. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll see you later. That's a pleasure. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more from Indo Expo after this. Oh, yeah, this FlowHub software. I got totally nerdy on this stuff. After we uh, finished that interview, I got to go back to the booth where they had a, a full setup uh, there. And he showed me. He used that this thing, the Nug. It looked like a kind of a thick cell phone. And uh, turned over my driver's license. And there's that uh, funny-looking barcode. And he just bleeps it. Bam! There's all my information, my address and everything. And Boom! It automatically wirelessly transmitted to the uh, software, got me signed in to go into the dispensary, automatically put me in line in the right spot. Oh, man, it's so cool. Flowhub.co. Check them out. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Earn your Ph.D. in THC monetization with CannabisRadio.com. Don't be late. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted, available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town, maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belleville Show. Tennessee's Congressman Steve Cohen. Well, you know, if marijuana is a gateway drug, then kissing is a fake gateway activity to sexual addiction. U.S. Representative Jared Polis. Yes, we really have a growing group of, uh, of, of representatives that um, support decriminalization. It's the Russ Belville Show, the NPR of POT, weekdays live at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, exclusively on CannabisRadio.com. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. 
Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. Warning, hits taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they pay me to say that. This is the Rush Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. 39 after the hour here in beautiful legal potland, Oregon. I'm pretty excited about the uh, Gallup poll thing. That says 13% of the U.S. population smokes weed because that's more in line with my experience. Really, one out of eight people smoke weed is what this uh, tells us. Uh, Less in the South, more in the West, but about one out of eight U.S. adults. And so the newspapers and the media are breathlessly wondering, will this mean cannabis smoking will be normalized? (laughs) It's like, no, what this means is cannabis smoking will finally be recognized. It's always been normal, both with an A and without an A. It's always been normal to be smoking pot. It's, It's natural. It's part of our heritage. It's part of our evolution, people. <laughs> Prohibition of pot smoking is a relatively new and short phenomenon in the historical timeline. <laughs> 80 years and, and, and counting. But that's not much. We're a country that's 240 years old, so it had been legal for two-thirds of our country's history, and then another couple of centuries of colonial rule before that. So, yeah, this is uh, we, we are on the right side of history, and it feels good to see the last 10 polls. last 10 polls have shown that nationwide support for marijuana legalization. This Gallup survey says 43% of the people have admitted to trying marijuana, but if you adjust that for under the age of 50 years old, it's over half have tried cannabis. So like I say, you meet someone 50 or younger, you know, flip a coin, heads they've smoked pot, tails they know somebody who has. And, and to know that there are 33 million pot smokers and rising but there are 40 million cigarette smokers and falling. And interesting how the media never makes that correlation. I'm not saying one necessarily causes the other, but I think a case could be made that it does to some extent. I know some cigarette smokers who've kicked that habit and, and weed access to weed helped them a lot. They told me of how they tried to quit when they lived in a prohibition state and it just wasn't possible, but they moved out to Oregon they got regular access to weed. Whenever they're having a Nicky fit, they could just smoke a couple puffs off a joint or a vapor pen, and things were much better. We're going to see more and more pot smokers. We're going to get to the point where more adults smoke pot than smoke tobacco. I think that's a beautiful thing. That's something to be celebrated. And we're going to have to overcome this public health-oriented notion that we need to stop people or try to dissuade people from choosing this. 
not saying we necessarily, you know, require people to smoke pot or even that the government necessarily should promote it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with us promoting it, with us advertising it. You know, with the, they always make the, the cigarette comparison, you know, big tobacco lied about their products and how harmful they were. So therefore, marijuana shouldn't be able to tell people how great it is. This is I, I can't wait for this attitude to change. I, I can't wait for it to change from being the, the where the default is. We have to have warnings. Oh, well, it could cause pregnant women to have in breastfeeding here in Oregon. They have to hand you this piece of paper. Right. That says that it's got the warning on it. You know, don't let your kids get into the edibles. Uh, it's not for children and pregnant women breastfeeding and, you know, don't drive. Right. But they don't print this all the, all the packages. They just they hand it to you as a little quarter sheet. Right. A little piece of paper. And so every pot shop I've been to in Portland so far just recycles these things. Right. Like the the. The, the cashier, bud tender, I should say, uh, will put the little slip in with your purchase in the bag. But right there at the desk is a little box, just the right size for those those slips. Big old sign on it. You know, sometimes it's handwritten. Recycle. And people just reach in and they take that little warning out and they put it right there in the little box before they leave. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is this helping? Is it doing any good? I, I want to get away from where the, the default is we have to warn them about the bad things that could have happen about pot or marijuana use or cannabis consumption, however you want to phrase it, uh, and get to a point where we can tell them, but here's the benefits, right? See, I see these pharmaceutical ads all the time on TV, right, where they say, uh, are you having trouble with restless legs, depression, anxiety, high blood pressure, and diabetes, I don't know, whatever, pick your poison, whatever it might be. Are you having trouble with X? Well, here's this new drug. Ask your doctor about Jablokla or Jablobi or Expohu or, you know, all these messed up names that look like someone threw a Scrabble tile set down on a, oh, look, there's a, there's 30 points. Come up with a name that's got 30 points in Scrabble and that's what we'll call the drug. I see these commercials, ad after ad after ad telling me the benefits that you'll get from using this drug, how it will treat this or that. Ask your doctor. Do you have this? Ask your doctor about this drug. And then those same ads, they have to have that part where it goes into fast motion and the and the visuals get a little distracting. But they say, and it may cause common side effects like blah, 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 blah you know, restless heart and, and fatal episodes and <laughs> anal leakage and whatever else it might be. They got a whole list of them, right? Okay, I'll accept that for weed. That be that is that is that the standard now? Is that the standard for how we advertise mind altering and physically altering substances? Fine, let us live to that standard. We'll be glad to do it. We'll make the ad. Cannabis may lead to less head, neck, and lung cancer incidents. Cannabis may lead to a lower body mass index and better regulation of insulin for those who may be pre-diabetic. Cannabis may stave off and alleviate the effects of traumatic brain injury, concussion, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and Huntington's disease. Cannabis is not known to cause lung cancer and may actually act as a protectant. Cannabis may be used as an analgesic and an anti-emetic. 
Cannabis, however, comes with risks of small side effects, most commonly dry mouth, red eyes, heart uh, rate increase, some level of cough, and a greater appreciation of noodly guitar solos. Ask your doctor if cannabis is right for you. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll gladly subscribe to that level <laughs> of, of uh, advertising honesty. Well, that will be fine. I'm just waiting for that day. The more and more we learn about this, of course more people are going to use it. Of course more people are going to use cannabis when they learn the truth about it. I did. Hell, I, I was a drinker, man. I was a rock and roll musician, party, animal lifestyle. I could drink more than you, faster than you, longer than you. And then I started smoking pot. And the more I smoked it, it was like, well, you know what? This is pretty damn pleasant. <laughs> and I actually enjoy it more. And I don't make stupid decisions. And I don't wake up the next day with a mouth that feels like someone left a sock in it and a head that's pounding from a headache and dragging ass all day at work. Uh, this is actually better for me. I, I, I can get work done. I can continue doing my highly intellectual computer coding or be able to speak in front of large corporate audiences better with this than the alcohol. And, and not that I stopped drinking. I still drink, but my drinking became what people call just like normal drinking. Like if I'm at a bar, I might have a cider or two if, uh, you know, with friends, but I don't really go to bars. I might have a margarita with a Mexican dinner. Uh, that's about it, you know, but cannabis, cannabis every single day. We got another discussion from the Portland Indo Expo that kind of goes on these lines. I, I got to speak with Dr. James from the Can Care Company, and uh, they make all sorts of medicinal products. And he had more to talk about medical cannabis. So let's go back to that Indo Expo from this weekend. This is Dr. James. Welcome back, everyone. Radical Russ here live at the 2016 Portland Indo Expo. It's day two. And Joining me here in the Cannabis Radio Lounge, we've got Dr. James from Can Care Company. Hi, Dr. James. Hey, happy Sunday afternoon. Happy Stony Sunday to you, too. Yeah, I hope everybody's awake and with it now. Well, as best as can be expected after one day of an expo. Well, you know, look at the activity here. I think everybody that's out of bed is pretty active. Looking good. We're having a job fair out here. People are looking for work right. and uh, learning a lot about the industry here in Oregon and around the country. Yeah, we've been very busy the last day or so. Uh, we, we provide care products for growing cannabis legally. Okay. And so we've been getting a really good reception because we're kind of at the forefront of this new legalized industry. And we're trying to provide perfectly legal products for the growers. Uh, particularly in the states of Oregon and Washington where the regulators, you know, they're monitoring the crops yeah. and they actually have to approve the final harvest and you either pass or fail. Yes, sir. So you could have grown a crop the entire year in the spring and summer and then you submit it for testing and the state inspector comes by and if you flunk, you're done. Yeah. So hopefully you can do all next year with no money. <laughs> no kidding. But no we're, we're here to help. 
to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, so tell us, tell us what uh, products are available through CanCare Company. CanCare makes products for your common pests of cannabis growing, which here in Oregon, Washington, are, are on the fungal side, is powdery mildew. Okay. Uh, so that, that looks like a, a sugar coating that ends up on the plant and can grow almost overnight, uh, over a weekend for sure. So if you're a grower and you go on a little mini vacation or your workers aren't working, you can you know, leave it on Thursday, come back on a Monday, and it looks like frosted flakes all over the place. <laughs> we don't want that. So that's on the fungus side. So on the, uh, the critter side, what uh, afflicts uh, cannabis the most are mites, which are actually spiders. So they're not insects. And they're actually a little more uh, robust than insects, so they take a little bit more to, uh, to uh, control. And so we provide a couple of products. What, what we strongly believe in is good preventative maintenance uh, in what the, the industry is called uh, uh, integrated pest management. Okay. So taking care of it, it's not, we don't provide the silver bullet that you apply once and the whole thing is fixed for the whole thing. Because those are very harsh chemicals, a lot of which actually go inside the plant. Right. And so yours is a more natural, uh, 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 healthy way to uh, right. Ours, these ours are all uh, uh, suitable for organic farming practices. Okay. Some of them are, are going to actually, well, one of them already is, uh, approved by the Organic Materials Review Institute, or OMRI. Okay. So they're, they've been designed for that practice. And what we try to avoid are any kind of chemicals that will leave a residual and in particular, ours are approved so that it doesn't uh, uh, flunk the state tests on illegal pesticides. Well, that's good. Uh, so, uh, so our focus in the future will be to provide legal uh, products for farmer growers and that won't get them into trouble because, you know, when this, the state picks up your, your product for final audit, you either pass or fail. Right. And that would right. be kind of a harsh thing at the end of the grow. You spent all this effort. And you get uh, no money, yeah. <laughs> and well, you've invested all of this. Well, where are you based, and, and how did you get into uh, doing this business? Well, we are based in Hillsborough, so we're really close here. The reason we put ourselves here is we're kind of the epicenter in, in the Washington, Oregon area. Yeah. Uh, we could have had a choice to base ourselves in Denver, which is actually ahead of the curve, but uh, I couldn't get used to the thin air up there. So, <laughs> so we, we, we chose Oregon, uh, Portland near the ocean a little better. And, uh, but, but lots of activity here and, and, um, and, and, and with the same kind of maturity or immaturity that, that Colorado has. We're really at the forefront of these things on. Now, and then so how did we get into it? To be honest with you, I, I've got like 30 plus years in the pesticide industry. Okay. And so I decided to uh, start my own company. I've worked for all the big guys. The, the Monsanto's, the, the Bears, the Syngenta's of the world. And so I know how to make these pesticide products. And I just decided that I was going to do it myself. So we were doing a different angle when, when uh, one of my team was contacted by a state official in Colorado who said, you know, we, we have a thing where we legalize products, legalize marijuana recreationally in the state, but we have no approved pesticides yeah. to help grow the crops. And so they said... Could you, would you come over, we'll show you how it's done in terms of growing it, and we'll introduce you to some of the growers. And so th this wasn't, this is no more than five or six months ago. Wow. And so what happened was, you know, here's the challenge. You've got to develop a product that, that people are going to not just smoke, but <laughs> they're going to ingest it in all kinds of ways. Sure. So, so you've got dermal patches, you've got eye drops, you've got suppositories, you've got everything, every manner of 
uh, introduction into the human body that no other agricultural product has. So that was a big challenge, but uh, with my experience, I kind of cut through it and said, well, you know, there's only a few ingredients that you could utilize that will actually have any chance of being something acceptable in this industry. Wow. So uh, in, in, in rapid fashion, we put through these applications, not through the federal government, by state by state. And so Colorado was the first uh, and approved our products, and we've been selling product there. And so we, we uh, and as things march along, Oregon, Washington, and next, uh, in fact, actually even before then, we got product approved in Alaska. And that's a fascinating market too. Yeah. Uh, so Alaska and Colorado are very similar in that most of the grow are all indoor types. Right. Have to in Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> Colorado, it's just been, a lot of it is, is, is uh, uh, up and down the, the eastern side of the, the Rockies from Denver down to Pueblo, Colorado. Right. And so, uh, uh, so a little different. But Oregon, Washington, very diverse. Lots of outdoor growing, lots of indoor growing, a lot, lot of diversity in the pests they have here. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, doing this because, you know, it's been such a concern for so many people about pesticides and having integrated pest management that's uh, healthier for people right. and healthier for the plants. Yeah, and so therefore what goes into our products isn't anything that I wouldn't mind smoking or ingesting. So, and, and, and actually, you think about it, that's the biggest challenge of any agricultural product. There's no agricultural product that has been designed for this level of human uh, interaction. Right, right. It's either you're, you're eating it or you're using uh, it. You're doing way. even more than that. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Dr. James with Can Care Company. If people want to get more information on your products, is there an online source? Oh, they can yeah. Go to? Well, you know, the three W's dot C A N dash C A R E dot com. So, so www.cancare with a dash in the middle. C A W N, as in cannabis. C A W N dash C A R E dot com. Right on. Thanks, Dr. James, for Okay, my and pleasure. Good luck. good luck to everybody. Happy growing. Happy growing to you. We'll be back with more from the 2016 Portland Indo Expo right after this. Okay. Great talking with Dr. James there from Can Care Company, can-care.com. We'll have more of the highlights from the Portland Indo Expo coming up on the rest of this week. If you heard one that you liked and you want to pass it along, share it with others, you can find it on my SoundCloud page. The set list is at the very top, the Portland Indo Expo, and the uh, tracks are listed in the order in which I interviewed each person. And folks, that's all the time we've got for today's show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with more news and interviews you can use for the cannabis community, including... Our bi-monthly talk with hemp expert Doug Fine in our Hemp Day Hump Day X update. We'll have more of those interviews from the Indo Expo, and I'm sure there'll be something for me to rant about. Make sure you check out CannabisRadio.com and some of the other great shows that we have available on the network. There's something for everyone. And more great shows coming. I can't wait to tell you who else is going to be on this network. i got to keep it secret for now, but I'm excited. For everyone here at CannabisRadio.com, I'm Radical Russ. Thanks for joining us, and until next time, take care of each other, tokers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. 
The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it.